There is no doubt that Donald Trump's presidency has irritated, I mean annoyed, really got under the skin of a lot of people around the world. And in fairness, that's no surprise. He was elected, in part, to blow up a long-standing assumptions about how international politics, perhaps trade, and diplomatic relations are supposed to work. I'm Bruce Al, your buddy, join me as in this episode. Yes, second episode, 14th season, I guess one month or so before the U.S. elections, we'll be looking at all the political leaders around the world who really love, I mean, love Mr. Trump. So let's begin. So while Mr. Trump has correctly identified some really big challenges, such as, you know, adapting NATO to 21st century, managing a more aggressive and assertive China, or ending America's endless wars in Afghanistan, which started in 2001, and in Iraq, which started in 2003, His impulsive style, along with his restrictions on trade or immigration, have in a way alienated many world leaders. If you look around, global polls show that favorable views of the United States and America have plummeted to all times low in many countries, particularly among traditional American allies in Europe. And yet, there are many world leaders, yes, many world leaders, Uh, who have gotten a lot out of his presidency, both in ideological support or sometimes specific policies, and who won't be really happy if he loses in November. So why don't we visit some of these high-profile fans of Mr. Trump? Let's start from closer to us here in America. Let's go down south, Brazil. Well, in 2018, an obscure far-right lawmaker Named Jair Bolsonaro, I think it was a colonel, if I'm not mistaken, swept to power with a brand of provocative anti-establishment politics so similar to the United States President Donald Trump that he earned the nickname. Ready for this? Yes, the nickname for Bolsonaro is Trump of the Tropics. Yes. So what's more? Well, Trump's in a way disdain for environmental regulations has in a way helped Mr. Bolsonaro to avoid wider global censor for encouraging Amazon deforestation. But just as Trump's victory helped to, in a way, legitimize right-wing populism around the globe, well, it is possible that if Trump loses, it could also hurt Bolsonaro's own re-election bid in 2022. Let's move over to Europe. Well, by that I mean the illiberal Europe's and Europeans. Much of Western Europe is, of course, fed up with Mr. Trump. That's no news. But the illiberal, yes, right-wing nationalist governments in countries like Poland or Hungary are big fans and admirers. When Polish president, for example, was on the verge of losing re-election this past summer, he made a beeline for the White House for a photo op that probably helped him just to a narrow victory. Hungarian Prime Minister, yes, I'm talking about Viktor Orban, meanwhile, has already openly endorsed Trump for re-election. Let's move over to Israel. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has bet big on Trump administration. I mean, he went all, all the way. And it's actually paid off. No American president in recent memory has been as accommodating to Israel's objectives, maybe I should say Netanyahu's objectives, whether in recognizing its control of the Golan Heights 
walking out of the Iran nuclear deal, moving the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem, or brokering a normalization of ties with the UAE and Bahrain and probably more countries before the election. Well, as a result, Trump is hugely popular with Israelis and featured, in a way, prominently in Bibi's own re-election campaign this past summer. Well, don't forget, Netanyahu now faces a growing protest, along with the lingering, in a way, um, some criminal charges, what we have to see, right? And he can probably not afford if Trump falls from the power in November, but we have to see. Let's go to India. Well, New Delhi has been very, I mean, very, very, very pleased with one particular aspect of Trump policy. That's his heart line on China. Yes, on China. Well, India has had, in a way, testy ties with Beijing over the past several years. And they are probably getting worse as the two countries, China and India, now, in a way, jockey for 21st century Asia or Asian supremacy. So while previous U.S. administrations had talked a big game on China, but then we have Mr. Trump, because not only talks big, he also acts big, and he's not getting soft behind closed doors, at least not for now. Why don't I end with Russia? Yes, when President Trump, remember in 2016 when he won, Russian lawmakers popped champagnes. But just four years later, the bilateral relationship is as toxic as ever. The United States has imposed more sanctions while walking out of the arms control treaty that Moscow wants to renegotiate. Still, Trump has been great for Vladimir Putin in so many ways. Think about it. Trump's view is that international politics is about transaction, not that of values. And he thinks America has no business playing global policemen. Well, all of that really lines up nicely with what Putin's vision of a multipolar world is, in which the U.S. power is significantly weakened or diminished. So if Trump loses, Mr. Putin would have to, in a way, contend with a more traditional internationalist president in Joe Biden. But let's be serious, people. What Putin probably wants most whoever ultimately wins, be it Trump or Biden, is a disputed election that further undermines confidence in American democracy. So vote, people, vote.